0: Welcome to the Book Club Podcast. This week we're talking about Harry Potter, and I have four students with me here today. Why don't you introduce yourself and say something that you love to do besides reading.
1: I'm Eric, and I like sports. I'm Max, and I like to play lacrosse. I'm
2: Philco, and I like selling spiders. I'm Hendrix, and I like playing soccer.
0: Awesome. And we picked Harry Potter this week. It's a seven-book series. Uh, It's really, really exciting. Somebody tell us, who's our celebrity reader this week, and what section of the book are they reading
3: so it's my mom the librarian and she's reading a part of chapter two which is about like dudley's birthday yeah
0: nice we'll talk more about that when we come back but here is an excerpt from the first book of the harry potter series harry potter and the sorcerer's stone
4: you could just leave me here harry Putnam is hopefully he be able to watch what he wanted on television for a change, and maybe even go on Dudley's computer. Aunt Petunia looked as if she'd just swallowed a lemon. And come back and find the house in ruins, she snarled. I won't blow up this house, said Harry, but there wasn't listening. I suppose we can take him to the zoo, said Aunt Petunia, or leave him in the car. That car's new and he's not sitting in it alone. Dudley began to cry loudly. In fact, he wasn't really crying. It had been years since he had really cried, but he knew that if he screwed up his face and wailed, his mother would give him anything he wanted. Dinky Duddyums, don't cry. Mommy won't let him spoil your special day. And she cried, flinging her arms around him. I don't want to, him to come, Dudley yelled with huge pretend sobs. He always spoils everything, he shot Harry a nasty grin through the gap in his mother's arms. Just then, the doorbell rang. Oh, good lordy, who's here, said Aunt Petunia frantically. And a moment later, Dudley's best friend, Piers Polkis, walked in with his mother. Piers was a scrawny boy with a face like a rat. He was usually the one who held people's arms behind their back while Dudley hit them. Dudley stopped pretending to to cry at once. Half an hour later, Harry, who couldn't believe his luck, was sitting in the back of the Doosley's car with Pierce and Dudley on the way to the zoo for the first time in his life. His aunt and his uncle hadn't been able to think of anything else to do with him, but before they left, Uncle Vernon had taken Harry aside. I'm warning you, he said, putting his large purple face right up close to Harry's. I'm warning you now, boy. Any funny business, anything at all, and you'll be in that cupboard from now until Christmas. I'm not going to do anything, said Harry, honestly. But Uncle Vernon didn't believe him. No one ever did. The problem was strange things often happened around Harry, and it was just no good telling the Dursleys he didn't make them happen. Once Aunt Petunia, tired of Harry coming back, From the barbers, looking as though he hadn't been at all, had taken a pair of kitchen scissors and cut his hair so short he was almost bald except for his bangs, which she left to hide that horrible scar. Dudley had laughed himself silly at Harry, who spent a sleepless night imagining school the next day where he was already laughed at for his baggy clothes and taped glasses. Next morning, however, he had gotten up to find his hair exactly as it had been before, and Paterda had shared it off. He had been given a week in his cupboard for this, and even though he had tried to explain that he couldn't explain how it had grown back so quickly. Another time, Aunt Petunia had been trying to force him into a revolting old sweater of Dudley's, brown with orange puff balls. The harder she tried to pull it over his head, the smaller it seemed to become, until finally it might have been fitted a hand puppet, but certainly wouldn't fit Harry. Aunt Petunia had, had decided it must have shrunk in the wash, and ha- and to his great relief, Harry wasn't punished. On the other hand, he had got into terrible trouble for being found on the roof of the school kitchens. Dudley's gang had been chasing him as usual when, as much as Harry's surprise as anyone else's, there he was, sitting on the chimney. The Dursleys had received a very angry letter from Harry's headmistress, telling them Harry had been climbing on the school buildings. But all he tried to do, as he shouted at Uncle Vernon through the locked door of his cupboard, was jump behind the big trash cans outside the kitchen doors. Harry supposed that the wind must have caught him in the mid-jump. But today, nothing was going to go wrong. It was even worth being with Dudley and Pierce to be spending the day somewhere that wasn't school, his cupboard, or Miss Fig's cabbage-smelling living room. While he drove, Uncle Vernon complained to Aunt Petunia. He liked to complain about things at people at work. Harry the Council, Harry the Bank, and Harry were just few of his favorite subjects. This morning it was motorcycles. Roaring along like maniacs, those young hoodlums, he said, and as the motorcycle overtook them. I had a dream about a motorcycle, said Harry, remembering suddenly it was flying. Uncle Vernon nearly crashed into the car in front of him. He turned right around in his seat and yelled at Harry, his face like a gigantic beet with a mustache. Motorcycles don't fly! Dudley and Piers snickered.
0: Okay, that was an excerpt from Harry Potter, the first book, The Sorcerer's Stone. Um, and I'm just wondering, what stood out to you guys about this book? Why did you choose it in the first place?
3: Well, I kind of chose it because, like, my sister's read it and I thought it would be kind of good to read it. I chose, I chose
1: this book because I, I like how there's magical powers and
2: stuff like that.
5: I chose this book because of the mystical creatures
2: there are I like this book because there's, like, wands that do stuff.
0: Cool. There's a lot of different characters in this book, but obviously the main character is Harry Potter. Who can tell me what Harry's life is like at the very beginning of this book?
3: Okay, so at the beginning of the book, we can tell that he's living with his uncle and his cousin, the Dursleys. And it's kind of crazy because they kind of treat Harry like he's not really like a child. They kind of treat him like a servant. So I think it's kind of wrong that they do that.
0: Pretty quickly, Harry's life changes. Uh, who can tell me a little bit about how that change happens and, and what it means for Harry's life?
1: Uh, his life changes because he finds out that he's a, his parents are wizards and that he that he's also a really famous wizard. Yeah. And he goes to he's going to wizard school.
0: Yeah. Who can tell me a little bit about Hogwarts, that wizard school that Max is mentioning?
5: So, Hogwarts is the biggest magical academy in the magic world, and many good wizards went there, like Harry Potter's father and mom.
0: Once we get to Hogwarts, that's when we meet a lot of the other characters that are really important to this book. Can each of you tell me about a character, maybe one of the teachers or one of Harry's friends that he makes at Hogwarts, or some of Harry's enemies that he makes at Hogwarts?
2: There was this one character that was Ron Weasley. Uh, he had red hair, and he and he was like he was the the youngest of five children, I think. Uh, so
3: one character that stood out to me was probably Hermione Granger because she's probably like one of the best wizards there, I'm guessing, because she's very smart and she likes to study a lot. The person that stood out to me is Hagrid
1: because like he, he was just at he would be really nice to Harry Potter. And he was really nice to Harry Potter and he'd always like he was he would like he told Harry Potter about how or gave Harry Potter his train ticket and um,
5: one character Harry didn't like was Malafoy. And he always made fun of him, and like he was bullying him most of the time.
0: Yeah, Malfoy is a little bit of a bully, but there's one person who always seems to be supporting uh, Harry from the background, and that's the headmaster of the school, who can tell me a little bit about Dumbledore and what he's like.
2: All right, so Dumbledore, uh, he was the headmaster, and he he's like a really nice person, I guess. Um, he like has, Oh, like a one that and he trains people.
0: Yeah. And as Harry goes through this school experience at Hogwarts, um, he gets more and more experience with magic. Some of our listeners are asking questions right now. Um, Alice, Addy, and James really want to know what magical powers were you guys most interested in, in this book? What did you find uh, most interesting about these awesome magic powers?
3: Okay, so one thing I liked when they were riding the Hogwarts Express was the chocolate frog because it was a frog with a spell on it. It was basically chocolate, but it acted like a real frog.
1: The things that I liked were were the, the when there's the paintings. They weren't always just sticking around. They were always like they weren't always
5: at the painting. They'd move around. I liked like how these spells could, like, make you, like, freeze or, yeah, stuff like that. There's this one spit,
2: spell that, like, would send you flying across the room, and I like that one because it was, like, a good way to knock people if you just don't want to deal with them at all.
0: So speaking of, um, you know, magical powers and some mysteries, uh, Benjamin asks about this one mysterious thing in Harry's life, specifically... The lightning scar that's on his forehead. Who can who can tell me a little bit about why this is so important to Harry Potter?
5: So this is important because when his parents died, um, Harry got the scar when somebody did a very magical and powerful spell. That, but he could but he survived it.
0: Yeah, let's say a little bit more about that. So there is this, there's one very evil character in the book. Um, this is the main villain. Who can tell me a little bit about that person?
3: Uh, okay, so the really bad character is Baltimore. And basically, he's kind of one of like the worst villain there. And basically, kind of... I'm going to describe him. So his nose kind of like pushed in a little. And so that's all really about him. He was very evil.
0: Yeah. And we don't want to spoil too much about the book. People in the wizarding world are very afraid to say his real name. Uh, how do they usually refer to him?
5: Um, you know who? Yeah. They... You
0: know who? So we don't want to talk too much more about him, but he, he has a very special relationship with Harry that becomes more clear as this series goes on. Um, a lot of people wanna know, why do so many people know about Harry already as he goes into the wizarding world?
3: Well, so basically they know him from his scar uh, because when his parents died, like what Vilka said, uh, the wizard basically used a powerful spell and he got that. And so people kind of like him because he survived uh, like one of the worst villains of all time.
0: Yeah. Um, one of the things I'm wondering, uh, kind of a silly question, but if you guys were wizards, what would be your favorite magical power that you had?
3: I'd uh, probably like Expelliarmus. What does that do? Well, I kind of forget what it does, but I just like the spell because it sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I also think
5: that Expelliarmus is cool. Um, I would like to be playing Quidditch on a broom.
0: Tell us more about Quidditch, Velko.
5: So Quidditch um, is a game where there's one snitch, two bulgers, and one quaffle. So it's a it's a wizard sport played at Hogwarts. And Harry is a like a seeker right now. This, this team.
0: And what magical spell would you really like to have, Hendrix?
2: Uh, I would like to have Flipendo because, as I already said, it knocks people across the room.
0: Nice. And as we know, in books, usually an author writes something because they want us to take something away from the book, a lesson or a theme or some kind of message. What do you think some of the messages are that J.K. Rowling, the author of this book, wants us to take away?
3: So probably the moral is... If someone's kind of bad at something, they may be better at you than something else.
0: Can you say a little bit more about that?
3: Because, like, the Dursleys treated him wrong. Like, it, I don't think that's a good way to treat a kid. But then when he went to Hogwarts, he was treated, like, way better for more people, except for Malfoy and other people, too. Um,
1: well, i uh, I go along with Eric because, like, it does show how, <coughs> problem, um, Harry first starts off like no one really, like, his, at his, like, where there isn't the Wizarding World, however, and thinks that he's just, like, some, like, no one knows him at all, and he gets bullied by a few other kids. And then when he goes, when he goes to Hogwarts, He's, everyone knows him and they're all talking about him. And I think that he's really cool.
5: I think they sent us a message that said, if like, if you're not the most, if you don't have like the best time ever, there will be some good times coming up in your life.
2: I think another message probably is like, um... Maybe like if, or basically the same as like everybody else, but um like if you're not good at something else, then you can work on something that they don't know how to do.
0: Yeah, everybody has has hidden talents, even if they're not immediately apparent. Um, one of our listeners, Josie, asks, "How does Harry change as the book goes on?"
3: So he changes because. First he was like the scrawny kid that had like broken glasses from his cousin Dudley punching him a lot in the nose. But then as the story goes on, he becomes a powerful wizard once he goes to Hogwarts. And before Dudley wasn't really like scared of him, he'd like chase after him. But then when Harry got back from his first year of Hogwarts, Dudley was hiding behind his mother scared.
0: Yeah. And what about with all the challenges that harry has to face in this book are there any challenges that stood out to you as particularly interesting and helped harry change into the person he becomes by the end of the book
1: yeah for me for what i think the challenge is when he has to try and catch um in when he has to try when he's playing quidditch and he has to try and catch the snitch i think that's a challenge because it's really small and the place is really big
0: yeah um Evan asks us, if you could meet the author J.K. Rowling, are there any questions that you would want to ask her about this book?
3: I'd probably ask her, what gave you inspiration and like how old were you when you wrote this?
0: That actually brings up a, an important question. Maybe you guys know a little bit about the background of J.K. Rowling when she wrote this book. Um, She has quite an interesting story that we can expand on.
3: So basically in the back of the book, I was reading the little thing that said, JK Rowling wrote this book when she was a single struggling mother, said in the back of the book that she wrote on scraps of paper from a local cafe. And then while she was writing it, she got an award from the Scottish Arts Council and that kind of made her finish her book. But then after she finished her book, she got more awards from the British Book Awards, Children's Book of the Year and Smarties Prize.
0: Yeah. Um, A couple of last questions about this book. So this is the first book in a seven book series and it's called Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Without spoiling too much, can somebody tell us about, you know, what is this Sorcerer's Stone? Why is it such an important thing and why is it in the title?
5: The Sorcerer's Stone is a very powerful thing that everybody's like trying to get. And it's like very powerful and some people like like wanna like have it
0: yeah and a lot of our listeners are asking how you guys would rate this book and are there any other books that you would recommend to someone who enjoyed harry potter
3: okay so first i rate this book a 9.99 because that 0.01 would mean this book is like the best book in the world perfect and nothing's really perfect and a book I rec- rec- recommend is probably, uh, you guys may have not heard of this, Marvel Comics.
0: <laughs> awesome. Uh, what about you, Max?
3: Well, I would go,
1: er, read this book four out of five. Four out of five. And I think that a good book would for, like, for history would be... <coughs> Be-
0: what's another what's another book that you would recommend to somebody who enjoys Harry Potter Max?
5: Nathan Hall Hazardous Tales. Awesome. So I would um, rate this book nothing. It's too good to be rated. <laughs> and I would recommend some books like probably Ronald Dahl. They it has like very good books and yeah.
0: How mm-hmm. about uh, you, Hendrix?
2: I would rate it nine out of 10. And one book that I would recommend is Time Tracers because it has a lot of action, like in Harry Potter.
0: Awesome. Well, that's all that we have time for today. Thank you all for your insights into Harry Potter, and I hope everybody enjoys reading the book.